Look at your neighbor with a big smile and just say, are you joyful? <laughs> well, Merry Christmas to you all. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. One of the highlights, I know for our family, is a Christmas Eve, a Christmas Eve service. It's sort of like a, a moment where we can get to just enjoy put Jesus at the forefront. How many know it's his birthday? It's this day that we celebrate. Remember, he came into the world. You know, when you have a birthday, you want everybody to make it about you, don't you? Come on, don't lie to me. You know, if someone else was giving your presence to someone else, you would speak up and say something. Whoa, 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 it's my birthday. Well, it's Jesus' birthday, and I think he needs to be first on his day. It's not the day he was born, but it's a day that we take to recognize that he came in the world. And even though Christmas has all the fluff and stuff, there were still angels sunk and rejoiced because all from the very creation, from Genesis 3.15, it was waiting for this Jesus to come into the world. And they, they rejoiced because of the promise for all humanity. Now, it's a choice for everybody to receive or reject. God gives them the permission. But aren't you glad that you could celebrate Christmas and know the real meaning that Jesus came into the world and he set us free? Can you give him some praise? Raise the praise. Put your hands in the air like you really do care. Hallelujah. Well, we want to start this off, Jesus being the center and... Uh, May your Christmas time with your family, friends, whatever you do, may it be special, may it be intentional, and may God really bless you in a very special way. That's what we're praying for you. Let's go before Father, and let's just ask his presence to fill our hearts in this time. Father, we are so grateful for who you are. And Father, we just want to take a deep breath just to enjoy who you are. Remember all you've done, all you're doing, and the great part is all you're going to continue to do. The best is yet to come. Now, Father, I just ask right now, for those who are going through some seasons and some tough times, uh, uh, things that are just heavy on the heart, may your peace come in. As we talked about having the keys of peace this morning, may your peace rule where you reign. Now, Lord, everything said and done, may your name be glorified. May you touch your people as we come and worship you in spirit and truth. We ask this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. let's worship the Lord. And the gift is a token of what we're talking about. And I want to share a story with you. I want to share a story with you about a candle. Because our job as believers, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, our job is to light up wherever we go. Someone say amen. amen. If you really believe in the Lord, there should be something different in your life. Somebody should say, there's something different about that person. I don't know. They're a little peculiar, but there's something different. And that's because there should be something on the inside. And we're going to talk about that. So right after I... Tell this story. I'm going to have the girls give you your gift, and then I'll show you what it is. When uh, there was a blackout one night at the house, I was fumbling around, and I realized I have candles in the closet. So I got to the closet, and I took four candles, and I started to light them. And before I was leaving the closet, I heard a voice. He said, hold it right there, buddy. 
And I didn't know what was happening or where was that voice coming from. And I said, who are you? What are you? And there I heard something I never heard before. It said, I am a candle. I lifted up the candle to take a closer look, and sure enough, there was a tiny little face inside the candle. <laughs> Happened to you all the time, doesn't it? <laughs> it said to me, don't take me out of here. I said, what? Don't take me out of this room. I said, what do you mean, don't take you out of the room? I, have, I can't be taken out. He said, but you're a candle. You're needed to light up the darkness. That's your job is to give light. It's dark out there. No one can see. But you can't take me out. I'm not ready. I'm just not ready. The candle explained and pleaded. The eyes on the candle started to, you could see the fear in, in the candle's eyes. I need more preparation before I go out in the real world and shine. I couldn't believe my ears. I really couldn't believe my ears because more preparation is a candle. All you have to do is be lit and then shine. But the candle said, I'm, I don't want to make any mistakes in life. All right, then, I said, there's other candles here. I'll take some, another candle off the shelf, and I'll blow you out, and I'll take the other ones here. And right then, I decided to get a, another candle. It was purple. It was a little fatter. It was a little bit different than the rest of the candles. It was a little different color and everything. And before you know it, I heard the same thing. You can't take me either. I said, why not? Because my job is to encourage the other candles. I sing. I encourage them to be lights. But I don't go out in the darkness. I don't shine. I said, let me get this straight. You are candles, and none of you want to leave the closet. And you encourage candles, but they don't want to leave the closet. But your design was to shine. That, that, that's right. I asked them, do that make sense to you? They said, yes. Because when we're not ready, we can't do what we're supposed to do. And I said, that's not what you were created for. You were created just to be lit and then to shine. That's exactly the story of God's people. You are to get the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart, in your life, place it wherever you are, and where you are, there he is. And our job, your job, is just to shine. His love, his mercy. Tell your neighbor, it's not about you. It's not about how much you know. There's a lot of people who know a lot of stuff, but they don't do nothing with it. And there are some people that don't know much, but they know one thing. They have a relationship with Jesus, and they shine. And they may not have all the answers, but you know what? With God, you don't have to have all the answers. I don't know why it is that we think we have to have all the answers all the time. Nobody has all the answers. And someone should say, amen. We're all in the same room, room for improvement. And the one that improves us is the spirit of the living God who wants to equip us, empower us, strengthen us, and get us going so that we can be lights and shine. Ladies, I want you to hand out their gift as a reminder of who you are. You are lights. Oh, I don't have my bag. Well, you'll see what it looks like. <laughs> Oh, is it? Yeah, but I didn't put... Oh, well, this is the gift this morning. 
This is a key, keychain with a key and everything with a scripture on it because we talked about five keys to knowing how to have peace in Jesus. If you haven't heard that message, you can go on YouTube and listen to it. It can change your life. Knowing how to live in the peace of God. When problems comes, when hardship comes, when situation comes. And it's so funny, we had a morning that had not been like a morning in a long time. The peace of God showed up and did a great work. Amen. I want you to get this, that each, that little light that you're going to receive has a message on it, and it is for you to shine. Now, the thing about a flashlight is that that flashlight, the only way everybody's turning it on to see if it works, does it come with batteries? Yes, it does. That flashlight is to remind you, everybody gets one, everybody gets a flashlight. Because God has called you to be a light and he wants you out in the real world shining the message of love, peace, grace, hope, forgiveness. When was the last time you shared your love and light with someone? When was the last time? This world is dark today and it's going to get way darker. It's all prophetically told us what's going to take place. There are some dark days coming. It's just the beginning right now. But just let me always encourage you that God tells us what's going to take place so we do not fret to know who is our peace. Christmas is all about light coming into the world, light into our hearts. You know, at one time, my heart was dark. I didn't know the Lord. I was far from the Lord, though I went to church. But I didn't know the author. I did not re read his book. And if you want to know the author, come on now, you have to read his book. Look what it says here in Matthew chapter 5. It says this in verse 14, 16. As we think about the light of the world coming in, he's given us a challenge. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to light up your world with God's truth. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, instead, they put it on a lampstand, on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. I want you to get this. This is important. <laughs> this is really important. You see, these, this is a light, and in these lights are batteries, and they're very strong. Very, very strong lights. Actually, a million candlelight is, is these here. Both of them have batteries. I'm just picking one person that I can shine my lights in their eyes. Just one. <laughs> what, what's wrong with this light? Oh, her light works, yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. In order for a light to go on, it has to be empowered. So this is what I want you to do. You have a light in your hand. It has a button. I like you all just to push the button and raise it and wave it. Oh, it looks really cool. Oh, that looks really cool. Wow, that's like a dialogue. Wow. Come on, not everybody's raising their lights. I'm counting them. Okay, all right. All right. Now, look around. Look at all these lights. Look at all these lights. It's so cool. Now, watch this light. 
<laughs> I am a big kid at heart, I tell you. See, you chose to turn your light on. You chose. So wherever you are, there's a choice. You may have the battery. You may have the light. You may have Jesus in you. You may look like a good Christian, but there's nothing there. Because you haven't been charged by the Spirit of God. You haven't been in his presence. You haven't been in prayer. You haven't been in fellowship. You haven't been in the Word of God. So if you're not doing those things, it's like not eating. There's going to be nothing there. And the first thing that comes your way, you're going to complain. You're not going to praise. But on the other hand, if you're charged up. Yeah. No, I'm not shining anybody's eye. Oh, Missy, there's Missy. Missy, are you sleeping back there? Okay, all right. I thought about carrying this for people that are sleeping. <laughs> but I want you to understand something. This light works. I, this is my deer finder. So when I'm late at night, yeah, Pastor knows, right? And so and we're, we try to, because you can really spot a deer. Spotlight on deer. And, and, but it's bright. But why is it bright? Because I intentionally charge it. If I don't charge it, I can have it on me, but when I go to use it, nothing's going to happen. Why? Because I haven't charged it. You are a light. If you don't find yourself in the presence of God, you don't find yourself in the Word of God, your light's going to be very dim. You may start real light, and then before you know it, you get a dimmer, and then a little dimmer, and then one day, one day, unexpectedly, there's no light anymore. And that's exactly what happens when people fall away from the true light. But the Lord says, you are the light of the world. Now, you have to say, have to ask yourself a question. Is that true? Am I the light of the world? Well, that's what Jesus says about you. Jesus says you are important. Right now, I want you to tell the person to, next to you, you are so important to Jesus. Tell them, you are so important to Jesus. Now, I know some of you may not think so. I know, I know some of you may say, no, not really, because such and such. Well, they're really important. And I'm going to say that's a lie from the pit of hell. That's what the enemy of your soul wants. He wants you to think that you're not. You are important, and God says you are light, and you are salt, and you have a purpose, and you have a plan, and if you want to know his plan, you have to get into the real light, and he will shine the way, but you have to turn the light on. You have to do your part called volition, your choice. Someone say amen. amen. I'm down to 205 pages. <laughs> And that's a preacher saying that. <laughs> hey, look at someone just say Merry Christmas. <laughs> Some people change the, their ways when they see the light. Some people change their ways when they feel the heat. You see, I, I want you to understand there is a better way of living, and it's putting Jesus there. Now, there are three types of lights. There is a natural light. The sun, the moon, the stars, those are natural lights. And then we have artificial lights. Those are the things you have in your hand. Those are the things here on the table, artificial lights. And that can be any forms of lights. And then we have spiritual light. That's the light that comes from heaven. That's the light that brings forgiveness. That's the light that lights the way. That's the light that makes a way where there seems to be no way. That's the difference of Jesus Christ. I mean, I just realized that I gave the kids lights. Now they're all set for the rest of the service. <laughs> I probably can go for the next 200 pages. <laughs> Let me tell you a few things about light. Light comes from the sun. The sun is 93 million miles away. The light rays travel in straight lines. Light travels much quicker than sound. The speed of light 
is 86,000 miles per second. Light reflects, light absorbs. It takes about 8 minutes and 20 seconds for you to feel the, feel the light that comes from the sun. When they just think the sun just happened, they have not really done their, their, really their homework. When they talk about the moon and how it reflects and in the, in the order of the planet and the meteors and the certain planets, a big planet before us, so it takes most of the meteors because very few meteors here. Everything is designed. You think it just happened? If you think it just happened, you have more faith than I do, 100%. Because people sometimes strain over the little things and they miss the obvious things right in front of them. Light itself is an incredible, incredible creation. But that's who our God is. The Bible says he is light. In Revelation, there'll be no need for the sun anymore because in the book of Revelation says he will be the light. If that don't rock your socks, I don't know what will. That don't make your liver quiver and make your boat float. Here's a proper definition of light. Light is a electromagnetic radiation that can be seen by the naked eye this light that can be seen is called the light spectrum. Its name comes from the colors of a rainbow reflection, and your eye can only see certain colors. I'm going to tell you, when you get your new body, you're going to get to see colors your eye has never seen before. The eye has not seen, the ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the mind of man the things that God has for them that love him. Come on, that should be a shout deep down in your heart. You don't want to shout? I have plenty in me. So I want to talk about spiritual light for the next 900 pages. Oh, I'm sorry. Cut it back. 180 pages. Spiritual light. Jesus came to dispel darkness. We live in a dark world today. We look around. We see chaos everywhere. We see people's hearts growing faint because they're worried about what's about tomorrow. What about tomorrow? The Lord says, take heed of today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own problems. Our job is to take our faith one day at a time. Jesus has come and dispersed the darkness. He has it all in his hands. The book of Isaiah that was written 700 years as well as a couple other books, 700 years that bring a lot of prophecy. Listen to what it says in Isaiah chapter 60. Arise, shine, for the light has come. For your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth. Thick darkness is over the people. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to the light, and kings and to brightness of its dawn. Of its dawn. Prophetic of what God's about to do. John 3, 19 tells us, people love darkness rather than light because their works were evil. For everyone who does evil things hates the light and does not come to the light. Least his works should be exposed. These things are important. And we need to understand, saints, those that love the Lord. 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, For the God of this age has blinded the mind of the unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ. Who is the image of God? These are the truth of God's word about light. Light's a beautiful thing. If you had no light, what would your world look like? Imagine the world without light. Because you would imagine a world where you're not in it. Because we could not survive without light. Places that, like in Africa, not Africa, but um, Alaska, that only gets 
six months of light, so much depression because of the lack of light. Light plays a big part. I see people when it has a cloudy day. I said, how are you doing today? Lousy. I said, why are you lousy? Draining. I said, did you ever think about liquid sunshine? Because if you don't get the rain today, you're not going to be able to get the flowers tomorrow. There's always a different way of looking at it, and we need the rain as well as the sun. Hello? Hmm. And so that being said, I want you to understand this, that the enemy out there tries to put scales on people's eyes, and those in your family and those that you know, you need to be vigilant and praying and seeking the Lord. Look at this portion of Scripture here I think is important for us to learn. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am... We can stop right there, and there's a message right there. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This is powerful. And I want to bring you to the Christmas story right now that got the angels all excited. And we've been just sitting on this scripture this month, just kind of getting it in our hearts. Let's read it. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shined around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that is for all people. Someone say all people. See, God's brought the provision, the light for them to see and understand. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is called Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger. And suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God. I get get so excited about this part. All heaven was so excited that the Messiah was coming. The fulfillment was coming. Saying this, glory to God in the highest on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. You know, God wants to give you his favor. His blessed, his peace, his grace. But if we don't have it, we can't blame God because we have to say, what am I doing? Am I walking according to the ways of the Lord? Jesus said, you love me if you obey my commandments. So is that on God's part or is that our part? We do got to take the responsibility. Someone say amen. amen. We are accountable and responsible. We have to remember that. Let's look at darkness and light for a second. Darkness covers danger. How many of you ever found the furniture at night with your big toe? (laughs) And wish you had one of those flashlights you have in your hand now. But light reveals danger. I remember a time I was scuba diving. I'm a certified scuba diver. And I was diving in about 45 feet of water. Not, Not very deep, but 45 feet of water. I was doing a night dive. And if you know anything about a night dive, it's much different than a day dive. That's all I can tell you. And so I was in training, and they said, we don't want you to put your lights on. We just want you to drop. And that's an eerie feeling because you're dropping, and you're dropping, and you're dropping, and you're waiting. When am I going to hit the ground? I finally hit the ground, and I'm like, put my light on. And when I put my light on, I landed in spider crabs. Spider crabs are no big deal. There happen to be hundreds of them, though. And I didn't put my light on right away. And so when I finally did, they were already, you know, picking at me and trying to climb my suit and stuff, you know what I mean? And I'll tell you what, this boy got shocked. Uh, I went up real quick. 
And then I realized, oh my word, they're just spider crabs. You know? They're innocent. They're harmless. The thing is, though, darkness didn't reveal the danger. That wasn't danger, but it made me scared. But as soon as I put my light on and dispersed darkness, I got to see what I was on. You see, God wants to reveal these dangers. And when you get to know God, God will reveal things to you and help you. But darkness covers things. Darkness hides the pathway, but light reveals the direction. Darkness covers beauty and truth. But when you put a light on, you get to see the beauty. It's like a sunrise. When the sunrise and you see the sun over the mountaintops going through the valleys, you're like, oh, my word, what a beautiful picture. Because light reveals. But you know what light does? Light heals as well. When you come to God, he not only will light things up, but light not only reveals, it also heals. And the more you reveal to God, the more God will heal you in your heart. Darkness prevents sight, but light gives sight. And when you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, he will help you in every decision that you have. I know this from personal experience. You know this from personal experience for those that walk in the Lord. But you have to be walking and talking and bringing him where you are. For God just wants to come along where you are. Someone say amen. I'm going to tell you the story that shocks me, and, but it's true. This lady had a baby. She was so excited. They were waiting for a baby for a long time, and finally they got pregnant, and it was just wonderful. They had a baby, and so the girlfriend of the girl decided to say, hey, let's go out and celebrate. I want to take you to the best restaurant. Let's just celebrate. You're a mom now. You're a baby. And so they did. They went to a beautiful restaurant. Everything was wonderful, and then they met a friend, and the friend came up to them. And he said, oh what, oh, what you doing? Oh, we're celebrating. I just had a baby. Oh, great, great. Where's the baby? I left them home. I'm not going to bring them out to this restaurant. You see, we do that with Christmas. We leave the baby out of the picture of the celebration. He's the light of the celebration. He's what makes the celebration full of light, full of joy, full of hope, full of peace. Full of joy because he is who he is. He is peace. He is hope. He is light. He is joy. Can you just praise him tonight and thank him for who he is? That's who he is. Hallelujah. Light reveals darkness invites chaos, but light invites order. Darkness causes fear, but light dispels fear. It brings peace. I don't know about you. Psalms 119, 105 says this. Oh, it's not here. You're not going to read it. I'm going to read it to you. I don't know why it's not there. <laughs> Psalms 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and light to my path. You know, how many of you ever get thirsty and you just want a glass of water? Huh? Nobody? Just one. Thank you. There's one person. One person. Two, three. Can I hear four? <laughs> you see, we fill our cups up. This cup is us, the vessel. Light is sort of like what God does because God fills us with his light, his word. But you know something about a wa with water? 
water is beautiful looking and stuff, but if I go like this, I should go like something like, yeah, we'll go like this. Go like this. Well, you don't really know what's in the cup anymore. When you take away the light, you can't really see the, the cup. You can't see the water. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing that God's light comes. And no matter what happens in our life, he causes us to shine because greater is he that's in us than in the world. You see the difference it makes. What makes is that when we get God in us, whether we're having a tough time or a good time, God says, I'm with you, son. I'm with you, daughter. And when we're having a Christmas, and we talked about this, what makes a good Christmas? It's when we say, oh, everything was just glorious. That was a good Christmas. No, Christmas is all about the Lord. It's not about us. And even though I'm not having a good Christmas, and this has happened, and this has happened, but thank be to God he saved me. And thank God that he's with me, and I'm not alone. And you know what? Even though I'm having a dark day, guess what? He's still making me to shine because I have him on the inside. I have the assurance of his light, of his peace, of his hope, and his joy. Man, that should make your liver quiver. John one says this, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Jesus created it all. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that was been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. And the light shined in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Everybody sees the light. Everybody sees creation. Everybody sees a farmer takes a seed. The potential is in the seed. But what the seed needs is what God's created in the soil, all the nutrients. When the seed is planted in and gets what it needs from the nutrients, all of a sudden the potential rises up. You are built with the potential. You have DNA of God. And what you need is the light of God in your heart and soul so that you get the chance to walk with God every day. I'm not alone. I walk with God. Amen? Amen. Mm. All right, we're down to just 100 pages now. Glory. Glory. <laughs> <laughs> I want to share a story with you. It was called a Christmas story. I love Christmas stories. If you ever get a good story at Christmas, you can always pass it on to me. It's called the geese. There was once a man who didn't believe in God, and he didn't hesitate to let other people know how he felt about religion and religious holidays like Christmas. His wife did believe, though. He raised, they raised their children to have a faith in God, but he himself was really clear that he wanted nothing to do with God. One snowy Christmas Eve, his wife was taking the children to Christmas Eve service. It was a farming community in which they live, and she asked her husband if she would like to come this Christmas. And he refused bluntly, not on your life. The Christmas story is nonsense, he said. He exclaimed, why in the world would God lower himself to come to earth as a man? That's ridiculous. She and the children went, and he stayed home. And that night, the winds began to blow, and the snow turned into a blizzard. As the man looked out the window, all he could see was the blinding snowstorm. 
He sat down before the fireplace to relax, and suddenly there was a loud thump. Something had hit his window. The second the thump took place, he looked out and he couldn't see nothing because the snow was just blowing so hard at the moment. When the storm finally settled down a bit, he ventured outside to see what could have beat against the window. And in the field nearby the house, there was a flock of geese. Apparently, they were flying south when they caught up with the blizzard, and they couldn't go on. They were now lost and stranded on the farm without any food or shelter. So he started to think about as they were flapping their wings aimlessly, trying to move around and just go in circles. He had this idea. The idea that he had was to open the barn doors and maybe to get a place where they would go. They would be safe, he thought to himself, for the night while they waited out the storm. And he opened the barn door, but guess what? They watched and waited. Nothing happened. He tried to go over to them, but he just scared them even more and even further away from the barn. The man tried to get their attention, but they, seemed, they just seemed to be scared every single time he tried to move closer. He went into the house and bought out some bread and broke the bread and tried to lead them into the barn, but that didn't work either. He was now getting frustrated. He was trying to help the birds, but they didn't seem to care. Nothing he could do to get their attention. He was puzzled. Why won't they just listen? Nevertheless, he thought for a second and went in and got one of his own goose. He said, maybe I'll bring one of my own goose out of the barn and put him outside, and maybe that goose will lead them all back in. But that didn't work either. That all failed. He stood silently for a moment as his words thinking in his mind. If only I was a goose, he said, then I could save them. Then he thought about it and he said to himself, all of a sudden now things start to make sense for me. He started to think about what Jesus Christ did and became a man so that he could lead us to the Father. And because he walked among this Life, he started to see the characteristics of what he was going through to what Jesus had done for us. For he became what we were and we became that sacrifice. That night, he put down to his knees and he prayed to God for the very first time. He actually thanked the Lord for being patient for how long he was so stubborn and not willing to see the true light, the truth of the matter. He started to see the bigger picture. That man came home, or the wife came home to a different father. That has happened. That story has happened more times than I can tell you. John 1, 9 says this. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own but his own did not receive him. I love verse 12. Yet to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. You know, the greatest thing that you can do today is give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's only two places that people are going to spend. They're going to spend it with God or without God. And I'll tell you what, I lived my life for many, many years without God. I was religious, but not relationship. And I am, literally, the most unlikely to be a messenger of the, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't know why God chose me. I don't know how many times he kept me alive from accident after accident after accident, but he kept me alive. 
I want to tell you something. Don't ever let the devil lie to you and think you're all this and you can't be this and this. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. You know why I know that? Because I knew what God has done in my life. God's the only one that can take ashes and rise up beautiful roses. Because when the light shines, it changes us. It transforms us. Can you close your eyes for a moment? Just close your eyes. I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you to understand that God has a plan for your life. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, this is the day. I just want you to think, if you died right now, are you ready? God came to give light, life. God came to give you all that you need. You do not have to live life in sadness or hardship or, or lack of joy or no peace. There is hope. There is love. And if today you want to put Jesus first in your heart and life, just say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. We all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Those online, we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This is Christmas. It's all about the one who came to stop the plan of redemption for all humanity. If you're here today, if you're here today, and you want to give your life as a gift to the Lord, to surrender your heart to him, this is a great day to do it. Because God so loved you, he gave. This would be a good Christmas gift to the Lord. All heaven rejoices when a sinner comes to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says all heaven shakes and rejoices. If you're here today and you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, as your friend, and make him your life, just raise your hand right where you are. Yes, yes, put it down. Those online, just, you know, let God see you. That's a beautiful thing that God wants to do in you and through you. I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, I pray right now that you would continue to do a work in and through each person here and that they would start to realize this is a relationship that's daily, continually, not just here hit and miss because we miss so much than we hit. Lord, I pray your blessing and your help to each one here today as they just confess their sin, put you into their heart. And now, Lord, start growing and becoming part of all that you want them to do and be. And Lord, we look forward to what you're going to do this Christmas season as we surrender and live in the light and intentionally put our light on wherever we go and shine the love of Jesus Christ. We ask this in Jesus' name. Well, we thank you for joining us today. Let's continue to believe that God is going to do a work in all of our lives and in his church, despite our current circumstances. If you would like to support the ministry of Salem First Assembly, you can do so by mailing to 430 Route 45, Salem, New Jersey, 08079, or by visiting our website at salemfirstag.org. Please join us for service next Sunday at 1030 a.m., or you can watch service every Sunday afternoon on Facebook at Salem First Assembly or YouTube at Salem First AG. You can also listen to the message every Tuesday on Podbean. Have a blessed rest of your day. Let's remember to be a blessing and that life is living in faith every day.